Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a special edition of the BLD Podcast. My name is Stephen McCarthy, joined here by Justin Bauman, per usual. We are here to talk about the Antonio Brown saga that recently happened on Thursday into Friday and Saturday, and now here we are on Sunday. So um, to start it off, we'll kind of talk to you guys and remind you about what happened with Antonio Brown. And if you're not familiar, which I'm sure you are, he was almost a Buffalo Bill come Thursday night, Friday morning. And for myself, I was asleep when all of this happened, so I missed pretty much of it, pretty much all of it. And Justin, what were you thinking when this was all going down? Um, I had prior knowledge that of what went down beforehand, so um, I was I was very skeptical when I heard the news. So we'll get into that in a little bit, but just to refresh everyone's memory, uh, it came out late Thursday night, early Friday morning, that Ian Rappaport, who is a very well-respected reporter for the NFL Network, he came out and said that the Bills were close to trading for Antonio Brown, and it was almost finalized. And over the next several hours, uh, there was tweets, there were certain reports that came out, but Rappaport stuck to his guns and even went on television at in the wee hours of the morning, put a suit on, and backed up what he said and you know the nfl put a graphic onto instagram saying antonio brown to buffalo and he commented on it and said fake news so that's kind of when everything started tumbling downward and adam schefter had never confirmed it and usually if Rappaport confirms something schefter is not far behind or vice versa and you know schefter came out the next morning and said it's dead, it's not going to happen, it's unlikely, all those things. And then other media members came out and said the same thing, and then essentially it died there. So it was a quick little rumor that had Bills fans very high for a moment, but here we are. So, Justin, do you want to now fill us in on what you heard? Yeah, so um, I actually got wind of it on Tuesday that uh, the Bills were – reaching out to, to the Steelers. And when they reached out to the Steelers, it was nothing more than, hey, what would you like for Antonio Brown? Um, they wanted a first. The Bills quickly replied no. Um, and then they settled on a second and a swap of fits. Um, so that was what was agreed upon. Then the Bills reached out to Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown said he didn't want to go to Buffalo. Um, and then they said, hey, could we sweeten the pot to make you want to come to Buffalo? Pretty much what they did with LaShawn McCoy back then um, when they traded him for Kiko Alonso. So uh, Antonio Brown said he wanted $20 million a year or he wasn't coming. Uh, and the Bills quickly balked at that, said hell no. And um, it was dead Tuesday night. So, um, so Tuesday night happened, Wednesday night happened, and all of a sudden Thursday night Ian Rappaport is saying that uh, the deal is close and is pretty much done. Um, it pretty much had everyone up in arms in the in the, in the Bills facility because they they all knew it was done two days before. So that's why Antonio Brown was pretty quick to say fake news because you you understood the situation and it was it was dead for two days. So um, it was just a bad spot for Ian Rapport to be in, and obviously his source wasn't uh, wasn't what he thought it was. Right, and it's kind of interesting because he recently had Brandon Bean on one of his podcasts, and it's interesting that, you know, if you just had this guy on your own podcast, you'd think you would just be able to send him a quick text and be like, hey, what's going on? And instead, he's getting some bad bad sources and some bad news, and it almost makes you wonder if 
the Bills leaked it a couple days later to someone else to see who's snitching within their own front office. So that's that's kind of interesting. And, you know, Brandon Bean and the Bills put out a release saying, like, no, we did our due diligence Tuesday, and by Wednesday we had moved on, which falls in line with what you said. So I'm not sure who that looks worse on. Most likely Ian Rapport because he was a couple days late. But it, it kind of goes into... Antonio Brown's not a huge culture guy, and the Bills are trying to build a culture, and they've preached culture, and they've preached this and that, and it's kind of interesting how they go towards Antonio Brown, who's the complete opposite of all that. So I don't, I don't know, just what do you think about that? Yeah, I just um, you know I, I've I've been in arguments with several people because they they're all about this culture thing, um, but you can change someone um, if they're surrounded by people who who survive and who've lived in that culture so uh the key example is the patriots they traded for randy moss and um they got a couple good years out of him i mean a historic year out of him and then they traded him off when they realized that you know he couldn't be repaired um but just because someone doesn't fit in the culture doesn't mean that they can't offer any good to the team so the bills reaching out to antonio brown is definitely a great sign because they realize what talent is and they want to get as much of that as possible. Obviously, they agreed to a second and a swap of fifth, so um, they were ready to pull the trigger. So, you know, the fans grandstand quite a bit about, you know, I don't want this diva receiver, I don't want this diva player, I don't want this person because he doesn't fit the culture. Uh, we need to stop with all that and, and realize that this team needs as much talent as possible. The Super Bowl window is about five years after you draft a rookie quarterback because you have all this cap space, you don't have money tied up in your quarterback position like most teams do uh, with established starters. So you have about five years to capitalize on that. And and once once the quarterback does get the money, as you're seeing with like Russell Wilson, um, and you know, uh, teams like the Eagles are gonna fall into it pretty soon. When you gotta pay these quarterbacks, uh, it's gonna be quite a bit of money and you start to lose better players. And you saw that with the Seahawks. Um, and don't be a surprise when the Eagles start to fall apart too. So yeah, the, you, you need to stop with this whole, you know, they didn't, he didn't fit the culture thing because obviously he was a talented piece and, and the Bills clearly wanted to bring him in, but it uh, wasn't worth the money in the back end. Right, and that's part of building a team. I mean, you bring the Bills when they came in, obviously a lot of what they did was for the cap. They started getting rid of guys that were big contracts and all that, but it's also they cleaned house of guys that they didn't feel fit what they wanted to do, and that's part of rebuilding a team you bring in guys that you want that have the same ideals and the same values that you have and you can create that sort of atmosphere in that culture so that way you can absorb a couple guys that are a little out there per se like Antonio Brown that they'll fit in and you don't have to really worry about things they are who they can be who they are but the locker room is still going to be fine so that's when Sean McDermott brings in like Mike Tolbert and it's like why are they bringing in Mike Tolbert they have three running backs and he's old and this and that it's like well because Sean McDermott knows he can trust him he knows he can bring him in and he knows that he can be a good locker room guy and lead young men and I think guys like Lorenzo Alexander for example bringing him back in a one-year deal that's great you have guys like Micah Hyde that have bought in with that even and you have guys like Jerry Hughes who can fly off the rails and they get penalties that are hurting the team, but your locker room's so strong and he's still a good leader that you can handle things like that. And it's good, like you said, to see that the Bills recognize talent and they know they need talent and they know that, you know, we're not 
we're not where we need to be and we need to go out and get more talented guys and arguably the best receiver in football was available on the market and they made a phone call about him and i'm i'm for one i'm all for that yeah yeah i'm 100 percent behind you on that one and yeah it's you wonder what other moves they've questioned um i've seen a lot of rumors of the bills in on aj green or more veteran receivers and if if you've identified that you're weak somewhere go fill it i mean what you don't have you don't have to wait for free agency to open up you don't have to wait for the draft you can go get a guy you can agree to a trade in principle and when the new league year starts it's it's good to go so they don't it's good that they're not waiting and now they've said they're waiting for free agency and i mean they they did what they could to get a guy and he didn't want to come here and it appears that the the bills were willing to offer the most compensation for him because they went second and a fifth whereas oakland only went a third and a fifth so i think that's they, they won the sweepstakes it's just the player didn't want to come i'm with you yeah so it's it's an interesting time um i i like i said i was asleep when all of this happened but i woke up in the middle of the night and i saw it and then i had a dream that antonio brown got my cell phone number and he asked me to pick him up at the airport and i did and we became friends and he was a bills player and that was cool and then it all came crashing down by the time i woke up i don't think any of us needed to hear that well i mean it happened that that people stayed up all night for this it was like the mario williams saga several years ago except condensed into 12 hours rather than 72 i don't know about that well it is okay. is it, what what's the last biggest thing that's happened to the bills like this drafting josh allen yeah i guess so but that was well yeah 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 we're probably not going to have anything like that this draft i hope not it's yeah it's gonna be kind of boring it's going to be offensive lineman or defensive lineman, and that's where we're at. So, all right, that's it for us. We just wanted to get an emergency press count or emergency podcast out there. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, please check out our mock draft that should be dropping on Monday on buffalodown.com. We will have hopefully a mock draft every week. We will also be cranking out some articles. I will. I'm most likely going to put something up this week about Tyler Eifert and my desire for the Bills to get him. And Justin is working on his Hakeem Butler piece. And please read all of that. And in addition, rate and subscribe and leave comments to our podcast. And we hope you enjoy. Justin, anything else for the folks? No. All right. Well, thank you, Justin. <laughs> Everyone, thank you for listening. Talk to you soon. Go Bills.